Hello, and welcome back to my latest podcast episode. My name is Asia Marie Bethay, for those of you who are new. Today, I wanted to talk to you all about preparing for the blessing. God gave me this word, what was it, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, And I want to share it because I really think that it'll be helpful to a lot of you. Um, I don't know if you guys have been hearing the word that has been going around from the Lord. 2019 truly, truly, truly is going to be a big year, a year full of blessings, a year full of healing and deliverance, uh, a year of release of so much of the things that God has promised his people and that God wants to do um, on behalf of those who love him and who really serve him. And so one thing that God has always dealt with me on is how important it is to prepare for those things that you say that you want, those things that you ask God for, those things that you've been waiting on and waiting on. You know, it's just like if you've been praying to get rich, you know what I'm saying? You want to walk in wealth. You want to be the first person in your family to be wealthy and know what it's like to experience more of life and to to not have those struggles of paycheck to paycheck, not enough to do this, only enough to do that. But if you're praying to God for wealth, what will you do if that wealth just smacks you in the face today? Are you prepared? You know, do you owe any taxes? Do you know how to file your taxes? You know, do you have a budget? Or do you think that a budget is only for people who don't have enough money? You know, uh, do you still have the perspective or the mindset of a person who is used to living in lack? Because if you do, you will squander the riches that the Lord gives. And God is a good father. He is the best father. Um, And the good thing about a good parent is that they're not quick to give their children things, even if they're good things, that they know their children will squander due to lack of preparation, lack of being ready. So we definitely want to get ready for the blessings that we've been asking God for because they're coming and you need to be prepared. I want to give you a really good example. I had asked God, and y'all don't laugh at me now. I had asked God for a new washer and dryer for so long. You know, and this might seem like just a simple, small example, but it really spoke to me. I asked God for a new washer and dryer for a long time, you know, but I never, to be honest, never really expected to get it. I think as fast as I got it, um, because my laundry room was still, you know, full to overflowing, hallelujah, (laughs) with things I had nothing to do with laundry, (laughs) And I mean, you know, I was just storing stuff in there, just a bunch of stuff everywhere, boxes, suitcases, clothes, whenever I needed to clean up. And, you know, I waited till the last minute again, was not prepared. I just threw stuff in there. And, you know, one day I was meeting with a fabulous woman um, and she had connections to a guy who worked in a, a, a furniture store. And she told him that I was looking for a washer and dryer. And I mean, his response was basically like, what's good? I have one, I have a whole pair now that I can get you for a really great price. I mean, I they only paid maybe what, $500 for both of them, which is an incredible deal. Um, and, he, and he said, <clears throat> we can deliver them as early as tomorrow. 
And I, here I was thinking, I want it now, 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 now. But even when it came early the next morning, I wasn't ready because that night I had to go and try to get all that stuff out of that room. You know, I was still moving stuff out of the room up until the moment they were bringing the appliances in. And then I still wasn't prepared because I didn't realize that when I got the, the dryer, I'd have to get one of those little insulated things that hooks it up to the wall. And, and then I definitely wasn't prepared because then I realized you got to screw the, the thing in place in there so that the insulation isn't leaking out. And I didn't have one of those screwdriver things, you know, so I'm sitting here using whatever I can get my hands on. It took so long just turning that thing. The point is I was not prepared for the blessing that I said I wanted. I had no idea that it would fall in my lap so quickly. You know, I had no, if you really think about it, I guess I didn't really believe that it was coming because I didn't prepare for it. And it caused me a lot of extra stress. So instead of being able to simply enjoy my blessing when it came, I had to go through the extra hurdle of preparing for it while it was there you know, and, and anyway, I hope that <laughs> encourages you to understand how important it is, even though that's on a small scale to prepare for the blessing that, that you're asking God for, because it is on its way. The question is, are you ready? So when it comes to preparing for the blessing, I want to give you six quick points, six quick things that you really need to do in preparation for the blessing of God to come in your life. Uh, The first thing that you really have got to do, it is so very important, is you have to seek the vision and the will of God. This is so important. A lot of times we have our own ideas of what God should do, what we think God is going to do. We tell God what, you know what I'm saying? This is what I want and I want you to bless that. And then we we get very upset when the blessing is different or when it comes in a, in a package that's different from what we expected. And if we're not careful, we can actually resist the blessing that God has for us. Um, and I want to, if you have your Bible or, or if you, you know, you're like me, you like to go on the Bible on your phone, Ephesians 5 says something that says very important. Ephesians 5 verses 15 through 17, it says, be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. This is so important. How can you be wise? How can you make the most of every opportunity? How can you be the right kind of careful that you need to be in your life? If you don't know what the Lord's will is for your life, if you don't know what the Lord's will is for the business that you want to start, if you don't know what the Lord's will is for what you do with all of that money when you get it, if you don't know what the Lord's will is, excuse me, for you to do with those gifts and those talents that you have, you know, a part of preparing for the blessing is understanding Lord, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? You know, what have you given me? How should I prepare? How can I make the most of every opportunity? You know, so seek the will of the Lord. Hebrews 13 and 21 says that God will equip you and and does equip you in every good thing. But it says to do his will. God equips you according to the purposes and the plans that he has given you. Because, I mean, there's a reason why some people sing, some people can't sing. There's a reason why, you know, some the people who are, you know, infamous for, like Oprah. 
she's equipped with that wisdom and that self-awareness and that and that passion to help people and to grow and to learn and to better herself. You know, you're equipped with every good thing that's needed to do the will of God in your life. So if you don't know what the will of God is in your life, then how can you prepare? How can you know what God has equipped you for? You know, get very intimate with the Lord and seek him um, for his vision for your life, for his will for your life. My second point is, don't tell God <laughs> what he can or cannot do. Don't cap God when it comes to the blessings that you're asking God for, the things that you're seeking God for. Don't do that. Um, a lot of times we want to tell God how he can bless us. And what's funny about that is that we usually, we, we don't even, we don't have the full picture. You know, it's like if you're asking God for a man, right, my ladies out there, one comes to you, you thought he was popping, but he's not, and now you don't want to let him go. And you're saying to God, okay, but this is the one that I want. God is saying, let him go. And you're telling God what he can, and God is saying, let him go, I got somebody else for you. You're saying to God, I don't, I don't want whatever else that you're talking about. I want this one. Don't tell God what he can and cannot do. When you're preparing for the blessing, you know, sometimes we get something that is not what we expected. We were asking God for one thing. We didn't get that thing. Something else is showing up. And it's like, okay, that's popping, but that's not what I was asking for. You know what I'm saying? That has a lot more attached to it that I'm not really, I'm not trying to do all that. Or, you know, I'm not trying to grow in that area right now. Be careful, you know, to recognize that the Lord is sovereign and he knows you way better than you know yourself. Don't cap God and tell him, oh, you can do this. You can bless me like this, but like only this much. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you know what I'm saying? Bless me like that, but you know, just don't go too far with it over there like that right there. You know what I'm saying? Just stay right here. You know what I'm saying? This is what I want. Just do this right here. God is not a genie. God is God. And he loves you and he knows you better than you know yourself. And so the blessings that he has for you, you just stay right on in there with him. Okay? It'll be better than than what you thought you wanted. Micah, it says in, in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, he has shown you, oh mortal, look at that, Ooh, what is good and what does the Lord require of you except for you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. That, that be part of the verse is so important. Walk humbly with your God. Don't tell God what he can or cannot do, how he can or cannot bless you. Oh, I didn't want it all like this. You should have gave it to me like this. Now I got an attitude. Mm-mm. Walk humbly with your God. It says he's shown you what is good. Okay. God know what's good. Trust him and humble yourself before God. And then in, in Proverbs 19 and verse 21, it says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is the Lord's will that prevails. And I, I like a, there's another translation of that verse that says, we make a lot of plans, okay, but the Lord will do what he has decided. And I really like that translation of the verse because I think a lot of the times we forget that we're not God. We forget that God is God. God knows the plans that he has for us. Okay, that infamous verse that we like to quote. God knows the plans that he has for us, plans to prosper us, of an expected end to give us a hope and a future. God knows those plans. 
okay? We can't tell God what those plans are supposed to be. We submit to God, trusting that he knows us and he loves us and he wants the best for us. He knows what we will love, what we will enjoy, etc. and etc. So you submit to God, you give God your yes, right? And you submit to the fact that that blessing is what he says the blessing is. You know, the Lord will do what he has decided and you should want him to do that. Because he knows more about what you really want and what's good for you than you do. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we've all had experiences that have uh, shown us that. You know, I thought this was what I wanted, but I'm glad God said no. Because listen. Okay, third point is to kill a failure. Now you might be like, you know, what are you talking about? I want to take you to 2 Kings chapter 11 verse 20. It says, so all the people of the land rejoiced and the city of Jerusalem was quiet. You know, of course, in this context, it means that they were at peace. Um, It says the city of Jerusalem was quiet for they had put Athaliah to death with the sword at the king's house. Why am I mentioning (laughs) this violence? (laughs) Because sometimes it takes violence to prepare for what the Lord has for you. Kill Athaliah. Whoever, whatever Athalia is in your life, Athalia is whatever it is that is hindering the blessings and the promises of God from flowing freely in your life. Athalia might be, you know, that toxic relationship that you have with doubt, fear, a toxic relationship you have with a man or a woman, you know, killing Athalia might be, you know, you're, you're doing drugs, you're sleeping around, whatever it is in your life that has the capacity and the potential and probably already is hindering the blessings and the promises and the flow of power of God in your life. It needs to be put to death. Do you want God to bring a blessing into your life that your athalia will suffocate and sabotage and then you lose that blessing? No, you don't want that. That's just like if the if the athalia in your life is a spirit of fear, And God blesses you with the wealth that you've been praying for. What are you most likely going to do with that money? Oh, you're probably going to spend it, spend it, spend it, spend it, spend it, spend it. Just like all the rap songs, all the music today where it's just like, you know, I'll blow it and I go get another one. You know, I just blow all this money. You can't take it with you when you die. I ain't never going to be broke again. Mm, I just spend all that money. Boom, boom, boom. Put Athalia to death. The spirit of fear needs to die. The spirit of doubt needs to die. That bad attitude needs to die. That, that, that lack of wisdom needs to die. You know, your pride, it needs to die. That relationship that God has been told you, you know, you ain't supposed to be doing this. It needs to die. Whatever needs to die, you need to go ahead and put it to death now while you're preparing for the blessing. Otherwise, when the blessing gets here, first of all, it might not get here because God don't like ugly. He don't play around no mess. He's not going to set you up for failure, right? But if God shows you enough grace to let that um, blessing be on its way, You need to put to death whatever needs to go. You need to do it now. You need to do it now. You don't want anything to try to come for your blessing. You don't want anything to delay your blessing. Honestly, a lot of our blessings are delayed because we won't go ahead and just kill Athalia. Kill her by the sword. (laughs) Did you hear what was said in a word? It says, for they have put Athalia to death with the sword at the king's house. Now, of course, we know from the word that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. 
So yes, use the use the proper violence <laughs> and, and put Athalia to death. Use the word of God to rebuke that thing and stand on the word and act on the word and continue to just let that thing be deceased. And don't bring it back. Don't bring it back. Let it go. Let it go. Because you don't want to lose the blessing because you refuse to put Athalia to death. You refuse to let go of that relationship. You refuse to put down the drugs. You refuse to stop trapping. You res- refuse to stop running your mouth like you ain't got no good sense. You refuse to stop fighting and starting drama. You refuse to, to whatever it is that you refuse, you refuse to stop being lazy. Whatever it is that, 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 that you're holding on to that needs to die, kill it now. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Do it as an act of faith. You're preparing for the blessing of the Lord to come. Do it as an act of faith. Put it, put, put it to death. It's time for her to go. Bye. Just let it go. Let it go. Okay? Point four. Make room. Do what needs to be done. This is so important for preparing for the blessing. You need to make room for the blessing. It's just like my example earlier. I told you guys what happened with the the washer, the dryer, all that stuff. I did not make the room. So when the washer and dryer was on its way to my house, I was still trying to clean out the unnecessary junk that was in the place where my blessing was supposed to be. Make room. Do what you need to do. Do what needs to be done to prepare for this blessing. You should not be asking God for something or wanting something in your life, sitting on your hands when there's things that need to be done. You should, I like to think of it as, what if I got what I said I wanted tomorrow? Tomorrow. What if I got a check in the mail tomorrow <laughs> for so-and-so thousand dollars? You know what I'm saying? Am I ready? And we like to just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be so happy, but let's think realistically about it. Am I ready? 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 Or are there things in the way from where my blessing is supposed to be? I'm trying to think of an example. What's a good example? Um, What's a good example? What's a good example? Hmm... <laughs> For example, right now I have my car. The Lord blessed me with a new car last year. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But at this point, I'm like, okay, that was a stepping stone because I want to trade my car in for one of those new Toyota Camrys. Okay? <laughs> because they're gorgeous. <laughs> so that that's one of the blessings that I want from the Lord. And I'm waiting because I don't know when is the time for me to, you know, say, okay, I'm ready to trade in. I don't really know how all of that works. First of all, that's part of preparing for the blessing. I need to educate myself on how that works. But my point is, I have not, I have really not made room now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, there's stuff in my trunk. There's stuff in the back of my car. I tend to keep things in my car. It's a really bad habit of mine. (laughs) I tend to keep things on my car. I mean, like, say I was stranded somewhere. I could pull out a whole change of outfit just from my car. I mean, shoes and all. I got, like, five pairs of heels in the car right now. You know, I had, like, some Hawaiian rolls in there for the longest time, you know. And for what? But my point is, if I was ready to trade my car, if they called me right now and said, Aisha, I know that you've been really wanting to trade in your car. We got a new Toyota camera on the lot, girl. It's black. You know, that nice, creamy, just uh, glossy black that you like. We got it right now. Can you bring the car? Because there's other people that's looking at it. This is the only one we got. 
What am I going to do? Because I need to clean out my car. Not just the back seat. I need to clean out the trunk too. No, I'm not ready. I haven't made room. Sometimes when God is ready to do something, you know, he wants to be able to just do it. You need to be in position. You need to be ready. Things need to, the way needs to be cleared. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. It's just like if you're moving, right? And you hire some movers to come and help you move. Something you always want to do. That's something I always want to do. I'm tired of moving by myself. I'm going to hire people the next time I move to come and move everything for me. And I don't really know how it works. But I imagine that when they come, you know, this, you, you know they, it's, it's time to move things. You know, you don't want to have stuff all everywhere, all over the place, da-da-da. You know, depending on the, the type of service that you, you're buying. But if they get here... You know, I got my stuff all everywhere, especially if you're one of those people that's like, okay, I want this stuff with this stuff. That way when I unpack, it's easier for me. If I haven't made room, you know, if I haven't done what needs to be done and they're coming in and I got stuff that's in the kitchen, I wanted to just be with the kitchen, it's in the living room and I got stuff in the living room that's really supposed to be over here and stuff over here that really needs to be over there and, and my stuff is all everywhere and I'm telling them, hold on, don't move that yet. You know, let's take this from over here and put it in there. Oh snap, I'm sorry you guys, I forgot to get the boxes. Uh, let me run to the store and get the boxes real quick. I wasn't ready. I didn't do what needed to be done. I didn't make room. Make room. Luke chapter 14, verse 28, it says, For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? You need to do what you need to do. Have you prepared? Do you know how much it's going to cost to go on that trip that you want to go on? Hmm? Do, you, do I know how much it's going to cost to pay these movers? Have I budgeted it, set it aside, Right? You need to sit down and count the cost. If you have a desire for something, you need to sit down and count the cost. You need to sit down and look at things and make sure that you're prepared in every way that you can be prepared. There's usually always something that you can do to make sure that you're ready. So when God says, oh, green light, boo, you're like, bet, let's go. Prepare yourself. Proverbs 24, verse 30, it says, I passed by the field of a slugger. That's a lazy person, y'all. By the vineyard of a man lacking sense. And behold, it was all overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw and considered it. I looked and received instruction. Oh, boys, it's just chilling in the field. Just doing nothing. Just lazy. Lacking sense, the word says. His field was overgrown with thorns. He got nettles all over the place. His stone wall, his protection is broken down. Don't be like this sluggard in, in Proverbs. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. There's also the, the other infamous example in Proverbs of the ant and the grasshopper. Which one do you want to be? Was it an ant and a grasshopper? It wasn't. Was it a grasshopper? I can't remember. But... You know, the ant, you know, one was prepared in season and out of season. The other one was not. Too comfortable. Lazy. Lacking wisdom. Lacking sense. Don't be like that. Do what needs to be done in preparation for your blessing. If you don't know how you can prepare for your blessing, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. It seems like there's nothing you can really do. You just got to wait. I challenge you to go to God and ask him, what can I be doing right now? What should I be doing? You know, I want to be ready. As soon as you say green light, I'm, I'm just trying to be like, bet, let's go. 
I don't want to be like, oh, wait, God, let me get this. I forgot to do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. You want to be ready. Ask God, what can I do? What should I be doing? You know, ask some people who have what you say you want. What is it like for you now? What do you wish you would have known before you got this? Get prepared. Get some wisdom about about the blessings that you're waiting on because they're coming, but you need to be ready. If you're not ready, you will either delay it or it ain't, ain't, ain't going to come. <laughs> or you're going to squander it and you'll look up with nothing. You'll be asking God for the same thing again, except this time with some forgiveness because you know you blew it. Okay. And then point number five is that to prepare for the blessing, you got to wait. But you got to wait faithfully. You got to wait patiently. And you got to wait with some motivation. Okay. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine, it says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Okay. The rest of that verse is instead he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. The, the important part for this in this context is, the, is that a part. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Some people be like, okay, God, I've been waiting for forever. Five ever was goody. God is not slow doing what he doing what he do. Okay, you don't have the full picture. He does. Okay, there are things that need to be in place. And you might play a, a, a role in that as we're talking about preparing for what you say you want from God. Are you even ready? Okay, but it's, it's up to, it's your job. After you've asked God, and as you're preparing, part of your preparation is to wait. But to wait faithfully. To wait faithfully. To wait patiently and to wait with some motivation. I like to add that part. Wait with some motivation. Get motivated while you wait. You know, what is it that I could be doing right now? Okay, I'm waiting on God. You know, again, you know, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And and when you feel like you really have done what you can do, okay, stick with your motivation. Build yourself up. Stir yourself up. Like, oh, I know this is coming. I can't wait till this get here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Know what you're doing. Stir yourself up. Know what you're doing. Prepare for your blessings, okay? And number six, finally, renew your mind. It's so funny that when I was putting this together, um, I thought about this, you know, renewing your mind. And I said, oh, no, it's already, you know, kind of implied. And then um, I don't know if it was a day later or what it was, but I feel like the Lord gave it to me again. And it was like, no, renewing your mind is, is so important that it can stand alone. It needs its own point. <laughs> you know, when you're preparing for the blessing, you, I mean, you must renew your mind. Your mind has to be ready to receive the upgrades that you said you wanted. You, you might think your mind's going to be ready. It's not. You need to prepare your mind. Because if, if you get the upgrades that you said you wanted, you will, I mean, you'll sabotage them. Because you're still operating from the mindset when you were demoted. You know, it's just like, as we mentioned earlier, being rich and still having that poor mindset, you will sabotage the blessing of wealth that the God wants, that God wants to give you. Okay. It's problematic if you still crave and go after the things you want that no longer align with what you have said you really want and what you're asking God for. Okay. It's just like, if you say, 
You know, I'm asking God for a, a great man to come in my life. I'm trying to messing around with these fools. I want me a good man in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be a wife. You know what I'm saying? You ask God for that. And then this amazing man comes your way and you're bored. I'm not talking about the type of situation where, oh, that's not the man for you. No, I'm talking about this is the man I got for you. And, 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 and you're bored. You want some drama. You know what I'm saying? He, he's not always trying to make everything physical. And so now you want someone who will affirm you sexually. Now you stepping out. You got to renew your mind or you will take that mindset from where you were to where you're going. And it will sabotage the blessing that God has for you. It's very, very, very important. You will resist and sabotage the blessing if you don't renew your mind in advance. You must renew your mind in advance. You must renew your mind. Romans 12, 12 says, everybody knows this scripture, but I will repeat it, okay? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You must renew your mind. Renewing your mind is, is so important. You can't be like you once were and be trying to and be trying to handle the blessing of God in your life. You cannot. You can't do that. You can't do that. The word says that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. But if you try to come up in here, with that mindset that you used to have, oh, you're going to bring some sorrow. The Lord's not going to have to add it. You're going to bring it. You're going to bring it. You're going to attract it to you with that that old dysfunctional mindset. You, you must renew your mind. You got to renew your mind. So those were the six points that I have for you guys today in preparing for the blessing, preparing for the blessing that God has for you. Listen, God loves to give good gifts to his children. If you've been asking God for things, you've been asking God for something, you know, if they align with his will, God is going to bless you with those things. He's not a stingy God. He's not a God that says, oh, no. The word says the promises of the Lord are yes and amen. When they're in alignment with his will, you're going to get every good thing, every good thing, every good thing. But you must prepare for these blessings. God is a good father. He's not just going to, you know, give you $1,000 every time you ask for it. And all you do is run out and spend it on, on fast food and, and, and drugs or, or, or hair or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Be a faithful steward over the small things so that God can enlarge your territory. Okay? These blessings are on their way. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of are you prepared? Are you prepared? Do you want to get the blessing of the Lord and and then go back to the starting point because you have squandered it because you were not prepared because you didn't know the the vision of God for your life, the will of God for your life. And so when God tried to send you a blessing, you rejected it because you tried to tell God what he could or could not do. You know, did the blessing of the Lord come, but you hadn't killed your Athalia. And so your Athalia killed your blessing. And now you're back at the throne room of God asking God to send you some more. Hmm? Prepare for the blessing. Has a blessing come and now you have nowhere to put it? You're not prepared? You have to tell God, wait, hold on, stop blessing me. I'm not ready. Are you serious? Prepare for the blessing of the Lord. Don't get impatient. Remember that you must wait. You must wait. God knows what he's doing. He's not slow as some people understand slowness. 
trust the Lord and you must renew your mind. You, I mean, you've got to. That's so important. Renewing your mind, I mean, will automatically just help you with so many of these things. You must renew your mind. Um, but yes, yeah, so we've been going for quite some time. That's the word of the Lord today. <laughs> Preparing for the blessing. Those are your six points. Um, share this podcast. Um, and let me know what you thought about it. If it touched you, if it resonated with you, um, if the Lord blessed you and you had an experience where you weren't ready, you squandered the blessing of the Lord and you had to ask God to forgive you. You had to ask him for grace to keep it or to get you another one. You know, we don't talk about it enough, how much we need to prepare for what we ask God for. Um, if you want to keep up with what I'm doing again, I'm Asia Marie, but you can find me on my social media handles, Twitter and Instagram at Asia Marie, but A S H A M A R I E B E T H E A. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think about this word. Um, and I'm just really excited for this year. You guys, honestly, this isn't a typical year where people say, you know, Oh, it's going to be a big year. It's my year. No, God is really doing (laughs) incredible things this year. You don't want to miss the blessing of God. And and you, you, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, trust me, you want to get one. (laughs) It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. You know, don't just believe the things that people might have to negatively say about God without experiencing him for yourself. You experience God for yourself. You seek him truly and he'll show himself to you. And you'll see that like God is the best thing that could ever happen to you. Honestly, a relationship with God, you will never regret it. You'll never regret it. It's like it's like being in a poker game and you're in good with the guy who's over the game and you have the winning cards. You know what I'm saying? And even when it looks like you're losing, you already know you have the winning cards and you end good with the dude over the game. He's like, bro, don't worry. I gave you the winning hand. That's that's what having a relationship with God is like. You know, people throwing down their cards. It seems like you're about to lose you out $2,000, but nobody knows that you got the winning cards. But you know, and God knows. So I encourage you to get a relationship with the Lord. Um, if you're interested, all you have to do is ask God to just tell God, I want a relationship with you. I receive you into my heart. I believe that your son Jesus died on the cross for me. He died for my sins. You know, I'm jacked up. You know what I'm saying? Was ever since I was born. And I confess that. You know, I've sinned. I've done things wrong. I'm jacked up. But I believe that you're the son of God and that you died on the cross for me, that you love me and that you rose on the third day and that you're in heaven. You're alive. I believe in you. And I'm asking you to come into my life. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want to experience what's all this noise that people are talking about you, God. I want to experience it for myself. Just pray that and God will come into your heart and connect yourself with a really good church with some people who really serve the Lord, who really love the Lord. Serving the Lord is not boring. It's not like, you know, it's really not. (laughs) I don't know what people try to tell the story like it is. It's not. It's okay. (laughs) But um, if you prayed that prayer, if you said that, if you received the Lord, please hit me up and let me know because that's incredible. And I want to help support you on your journey. Um, And, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late. Don't think God is looking at you like, girl, get out of here. Because he's not. His arms are open. Girl or guy. I'm sorry, y'all. Just be discriminating. I apologize. Um, But anyway, I'll see you guys on my next podcast. And bye.